Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sell Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. Show archives for May 2023. Um, originally, this show is going to go up next week, but we had some scheduling conflicts, so here we are this week with a brand new archive episode. The irony of that sentence, I'm aware. So, I don't know if I really want to tell everybody what we're doing. This is called Off the Beaten Track. It is three episodes where we kind of broke format back when we first started the show in 2013. Um, we have some special guests, we have um, a couple of countdown, but I think I'm just going to let it speak for itself. So, we have three shows, back-to-back-to-back to back to back here. Um, enjoy them. I am not even going to come back and wrap it up at the end. I'm going to let, I'm going to send it off. We'll be back next week as a full team. And enjoy this arcade episode. Have a good day, everybody. So let's have some fun, shall we? Sure, why not? Brace yourselves. Screw it up, big boy. <laughs> I think I'm ready. Everyone <laughs> hoist up your pint and basically have a nice Irish drinking toast. Hi, Frankly. You all deserve this. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. I am so damn happy for this. Just giddy as a schoolgirl on prom night. Oh, the delicious irony. <laughs> Do we really try to keep it clean? Our minds in the government. We're going to go to Tijuana and slap your mama. They get weirder every week. They really do. Woohoo! <laughs> wait, there's more. Oh, I'm excited. I know that you know what I know that I think you know that I know that you know that he knows that I know that you know that. This is fantastic. I love this. Oh, it's but don't worry, you could have seen the commando. He took too many roids, Ryan Braun style. Oh, what a rush. What is wrong with these people? I can't my medication now. I'm feeling much better. Oh, by the way, can you tell him my dad's daughter? What the hell's going on? I'm not a girl. Not yet a woman. <laughs> this is great radio. I'm well aware. You would be shwasted. Shwasted? Shwasted. <laughs> Where's Dr. Shelby when you need him? Yeah, that was definitely the strangest intro I've ever had for an interview. I will say that. <laughs> it sounds very professional. They're often tried to be replicated, but they will never be replicated. That is definitely my proof. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so.
with that, welcome to a very special edition of the Blake and Sal Show. Good evening, everyone. As always, you can find us on Facebook by liking the Blake and Sal fan page, like a so-so fan page, on Facebook. And go to the website, blakeandsal.blogspot.com. Follow the show on Twitter, at Blake and Sal Show. Find the show on iTunes and streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can find me, Blake, on Twitter at Riley21106. And you can follow my co-host, a real American himself, Sal, at Icon, <laughs> I-K-O-N underscore 44. Sal, how are you doing this evening? I'm feeling fine, how are you? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, I've, I've been looking for an excuse for years to play this song and actually talk over it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a current real American, the original Hulk Hogan theme from the WWF days. <laughs> oh god, I have not heard this in so long. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna stop playing this because I'll start sticking along on the next verse. Um, funny part about that song when he won the title back in '02, which I still think is one of the worst title reigns ever. When he won the title back in '02, um, do you remember '88 point one? Out in Jersey, Sal. It used to be a college station. Okay. The college station? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen Hall, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, they, they actually played that theme song the next morning at like 6 a.m. <laughs> so I'm driving to work and I'm blasting that song out my window. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. So anyway, tonight, we are having a special show. Um, tonight, we are going to, be, we are going to have some fun. All right, we, Sal? We always do. Yeah, so tonight's going to be extra special because we are going to take a look. Inspired by this past year's WWE Hall of Fame, we are going to look back and we are going to t- to really talk and, just be honest with us, make fun of <laughs> two classic <laughs> infamous speeches in WWE Hall of Fame history. First things first. Sal, did you happen to ever see the the WrestleMania 21 Hall of Fame back in 2005? No, I did not. You've never seen this? Oh, God, this is a classic. This is the one where Hulk Hogan got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So, just okay. to, to remind everybody where we are in history. The Hall of Fame class, this is 2005. This is the Hall of Fame inductees, okay? We got Bob Orton, mm-hmm. Nikolai Volkov, Paul Arndorf, Jimmy Hart, Roddy Piper, Hulk Hogan. Hello, class, right? Yeah. And our person we're going to start this show with is the Iron Sheik. Anyone <laughs> that has heard this speech is laughing right now. <laughs> so now, what we're going to do is we're going to play this and we're going to listen to this. If you want to make a comment, so I'll just chime in and I'll pause it. <laughs> okay. This is classic. Okay. Are you ready to do this? Chime in on the Skype plan. Now we'll pause it. I think I'm ready. Actually, the one who um, inducted him into the Hall of Fame. 
Okay, cool. And I, for some reason, you just lowered. I don't know why. There we go. That's better. Yeah, Sarge is the one that inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So, just make a note of that as we go along here. Keith, by the way, at this point, he's still not at the microphone. <laughs> he's still not at the mic. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. Thank you very much for all my intelligent wrestling fans around the world, especially Los Angeles, California. Yeah! <laughs> okay. Right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know. Um, I just paused this. I didn't notice it sitting now. Ron Simmons and JBL so next to each other already laughing. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be an interesting indu- induction speech. <laughs> and all intelligent, my wrestling fans around the world know I'm the first Middle Eastern 1968. I come to the America 1969 University of Minnesota and I was an assistant coach for Olympic Olympic coach Mr. Allen Rice and I went to the Olympic Munich, Germany in 1972 and I was the first Iranian. I come to the University of the San Diego, 1971, and a 180 pound, I come AAU champion. What the hell is he talking about? What? I was just going to say, what is he saying? What on earth is he saying? <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I'm way down and already laughing. Oh. <laughs> Okay, I just... <laughs> that means amateur athletic union. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Pleasure. Pleasure for me to again since 1971. Time out, time out. Anyone drinking? What is the pleasure for me to take a drink from here on out? Thank you. <laughs> Trust me on this one. <laughs> Minnesota Wrestling Club and my greatest wrestler, Brad Rigans, Dan Chandler, and also the greatest one from Waterloo, Iowa, Dan Gable. And everybody know about Dan Gable. We do? <laughs> <laughs> you know about Dan Gable? <laughs> do you know about Dan Gable? I don't have a clue. Now, do you know who clearly, that is? We're, clearly, we're supposed to know who this dude is. <laughs> we're just like two minutes at the scary part. John Gable was the luck. Kurt Anger, the real 190 pounds that time, 1970. <laughs> Sorry, we're back to the crowd. Kurt Angle looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, in a bizarre moment, but this is 2005, the scenic arrangement is Karen Angle, Kurt Angle, and John Cena. <laughs> what an odd scenic arrangement. <laughs> but yeah, Kurt looks terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, wouldn't you? 
to Dan Gable and Kurt Angle, they know new generation Kurt Angle, but the old generation Khosrow Vaziri, Aaron Sheik, and Dan Gable. Yeah. Does he know that he's cutting a promo during his speech? <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota Wrestling Club five times AAU and off the wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different time listening to this. He was he was Minnesota Wrestling Club. <laughs> Does that sentence make sense? That Mr. Garnio Give me a job. I used to drive the truck, put on the ring, pick up the ring, yeah. And I was referee. I pay my due. That's because I want to say I was 180 pounds. I was so much he fun just paid one due. with the wrestling from put on the ring. What was that? What was that he just paid one due. He didn't pay his dues. He just paid one due. <laughs> if you didn't know it was 180 pounds, by the way. <laughs> oh my god. Pick up the ring 24 hours in the Midwest. I drive from Minneapolis to Milwaukee, Chicago. Woo, Milwaukee. I made it to the Olympics. Yeah. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> I made it to the Olympics. <laughs> Why is Booker T wearing sunglasses indoors? <laughs> Sorry. Because he, he can. <laughs> yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, So, I want to let you people know, six years, nobody beat Mr. Bob Backlund. Oh, here we go. The most famous <laughs> arena in the world. Here we go. Madison. Did he just say, give me a hell yeah? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I love you. So, also, after that, my boss... <laughs> Mr. Borongania! Wait, hold on, time out, time out, time out! As long as we're talking about Bob Acklin, how do we get to Borongania? I'm talking about different companies! I'm talking about different companies! Call me and tell me! 
chic. Don't lose your belt to that Hollywood blonde jabroni Hulk Hogan. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Hogan's at the back during all the that's the best part. Is he really doing like it sounds like he's doing a shoot interview? <laughs> this is what he's doing for his Hall of Fame speech. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said to the, my coach, Mr. Gania, I am the WWE <laughs> champion, and Mr. McMahon Senior, make me to be the real WWE champion. The hand fit me. I cannot cut that hand. Damn right. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? Um, something about stealing a loaf of bread and get his hand cut off or something like that? Like Aladdin. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Somebody get that joke. <laughs> so, I take to Mr. McMahon, Senior, Junior, and Mr. Pat Watterson, no. And I tell <laughs> Mr. McMahon, Senior... My boss, Mr. Garnia, told me, break that Hollywood blonde, Jabroni leg, take the belt to Minnesota. Yeah. What? But I tell, I tell Mr. Garnia, I'm sorry. Maybe you think Hulk Hogan is it. You think? <laughs> Got that. Jabroni, Hollywood. What was that? That? That's derogatory. Hollywood <laughs> blonde, but my boss, Mr. McMahon, is not Jabroni. He is the real number one promoter in the world. God bless you so. I love him forever. And I want to say again, thanks again to the WWE to invite me to the California. And God bless <laughs> All my wrestling fans, <laughs> and have a good day. To yeah. California. He's not done. I want to know, he's not done. <laughs> he's not done. <laughs> His music won't play, but he's not going to leave the stage. Okay, Mean Gene is now sitting next to him because Mean Gene's hosting this. Uh -huh. He's actually the host of the Hall of Fame, and now Mean Gene's sitting next to him just to note that as you said you this. It's like the Grammys when they cut you off when you go too long. Oh, but nobody, nope, he doesn't leave. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I want to say again, I want to say again. Pleasure for me. I'm a father. Drink. I'm a grand grandfather. I'm a have a wife, Carol, plus three daughter, Marissa, Tanya, Nikki, and also I'm the figure. Can I have that in the phone chair, please? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that family tree, please? Because I have no idea what he just said. <laughs> Everybody know and God bless all my wrestling fans 
and everybody welcome to see you and you guys have a good day yeah Okay, BG is trying to cut him off. He just put his face from it, and Cheek's still not leaving the stage. <laughs> He's still not leaving the podium. What was that? Didn't he just, like, end it, though? <laughs> you would think. You would think. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. I am Chief. A pleasure. And a special thanks to Mr. Soldier Slaughter and all WWE employees. God bless you guys. Have a good time. Ya Allah. Ya Muhammad. Ya Ali. Peace. Yo, Muhammad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jake, <laughs> you got a telephone call. Take your award. <laughs> I think we are done now. All right, we're rolling tonight. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was insane. Any comment? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say to that? Don't... <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing to say. I really don't. <laughs> That's the infamous Iron Cheek speech. <laughs> infamous in its day. <laughs> I, so after that speech, I'm not going to cut it. I took the discount already. But after that, um, um, I believe it was um, Bobby Heaton comes out next to do the next one, right? And he's like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> <laughs> That's the first, I didn't understand a word he said. <laughs> uh, I, I'm watching this and I, I, I haven't took a breath in like 15 minutes <laughs> watching that the first time I watched it. <laughs> yeah, they did not do that justice the next day when they put it on the um, WrestleMania coverage because they did not do that justice. <laughs> Oh my god. So I'm going to queue up our next video clip. I'm going to quickly go to a quick song. Um, while I queue up the next video. I, it's hard to follow that, but we're going to try. And then we'll, be, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll be right back, shall we? listeners right now want to kill us for that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was Roddy Roddy Piper. <laughs> um, if, have you ever seen him in person, by the way? Piper? No. I, I didn't expect to. 
but it was at, okay. the, it was at the Continental Arena, and he wasn't advertised in the show. It was um, advertised to be a Colitos Cabana. <laughs> I made that up if I wanted to. But then Jericho came out and said, no, we're going to have a um, highlight wheel. Well, then Piper came out and said, no, we're having a Piper's pit. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up having an impromptu Piper's pit. <laughs> At the content of the Lions <laughs> Arena. That's really cool. It was um, Shawn Michaels in Piper's pit, too. Because <laughs> that was when um, Shawn had just turned heel to do the Hulk Hogan program. <laughs> to do the Hulk Hogan program. So. Okay. I'm just stalling because I'm fast forwarding to get to this because I have to get through Miriam Menudos before I can get to where I'm getting to here. Um, <laughs> and as much as I love Miriam Menudos, I don't. I feel bad when I I feel bad listening to her because she gets booed heavily. <laughs> yeah. By the New York by the New York crowd. Yeah, they don't know any better. I, I love Maria Menudos. I don't know, but anyway. So obviously, what we're going to jump to here is um, Mr. Bob Backlund, who was mentioned in the Iron Sheik speech a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, for anyone that grew up with Bob Backlund, I know Mandy was telling me she was absolutely terrified of the guy. <laughs> uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on Bob Backlund, Sal? He was, <laughs> he was a character, I can tell you that. <laughs> so, Mr. Bob Backlund, he was... um. His speech was one of the, was this year's classic. It's when everyone was talking about that name wasn't Mick Foley, and I'm never going to play the Mick Foley one on here because that was an hour. <laughs> Even though it did, end, it did end with Santa Claus. I swear. <laughs> I can't make that up. Ironically, so I heard on the, but this is the sidetrack on that. On the MLW podcast, he was co hosting the MLW podcast, and the guy that played Santa Claus at the Hall of Fame, real name, is Santa Claus. <laughs> he, got, really? he got his name legally changed to Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making that up. <laughs> Was his last name actually Claus, or then he changed his he first the whole name? Thing. He changed the whole thing. Oh my god! He, he went with the gimmick. <laughs> I swear to God. Why? Because, because he can. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's stalled enough. I got to queued up um, real quickly. We're going to go to Bob Backlund here at the WrestleMania 29 Hall of Fame in New York. So we're going from L.A. to New York. Is that Madison Square Garden? <laughs> also made <laughs> the Irish Sheik's Beach. <laughs> wow. To the stage, Mr. Bob Backlund. And Maria, you're beautiful. End of story. Moving on. <laughs> He's still at the podium, by the way. Just want to note that. <laughs> He's still standing at the stage. Now walking to the edge of the stage. <laughs> Haven't got to the microphone yet. <laughs> Now I'm gonna walk to the other side of the stage. I'm gonna hug, hug Maria. I'm very jealous. <laughs> very jealous. Put my back right there. There we go. Let's start this. 
Okay, he's wearing the red suspenders, by the way. And the bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> he took off his jacket and he's wearing the red suspenders with the bow tie. Just let note that. You just posed. <laughs> I just spoke a word yet. He just posed for the crown. <laughs> Maria, thank you very much. I've known her for a long time, and she's a, a lady's lady, and I have the utmost respect for her and what she does. And I'm a, it's for me to be here today, it's an honor, because of the other people that are in here with me. You got a man by the name of Mr. Bruno Sammartino. In 1977, he was in the arena, at the Philadelphia Arena, where they were doing television. And it was the first time I met him. But I didn't know him. He wasn't special to me. He didn't walk on water to me. And I wasn't special to him either. It's the first time he ever wa he never watched me wrestle before. He never seen me live before. I respect Bruno San Martino because he paved the road for guys like me. And I, over the years, I got to know that man very well. And I got to know what he stood for. And he doesn't go and take the easy way out on things. He works hard for it, and he doesn't give up. I'd like to note, from here on out, he will start yelling and screaming, and that's where the craziness starts. <laughs> okay, good, because <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> right, Mr. Cena? Never give up! I don't care if you're boo or not. You can't give up in life. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Exactly. If you want to be successful, you got to believe in yourself and you can't question yourself. If you're making up excuses, do you think Vince McMahon made up excuses to get here? He believed that he was going to control the world in professional wrestling, and he did it. And when you're going to get that kind of power, when you get that kind of power, somebody's got to get hurt. 
And that man is standing up here. And I didn't understand it at the time. I thought I was family. Vince McMahon Sr., uh, he was looking for an all-American boy back in the 70s. Guess who fit that in the world of professional wrestling? Somebody in the crowd is John San Martino. <laughs> I didn't get that to just, I didn't get that to just now. Somebody jumped San Martino. <laughs> We're gonna tell you, you want dumbass. Gotta love it to your crowd. I wanna go back to my childhood now and tell you where I came from. Of course you do. I came from Princeton, Minnesota. <laughs> it's a little town in north of Minneapolis. We had an outhouse. What? We didn't have indoor plumbing when I grew up. <laughs> How old is he? <laughs> That's a good question. I looked it up real fast. We went out and, and pumped the water, put it in a pail, brought it in the house, and drank from a dipper. What? And when you had to go at night, you had to go down to the outhouse. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota just sounds like an awful place. It's cold. There's no bathrooms. <laughs> to answer your question, to answer your question, he is 63 years old. So he's as old as my mom. I'm sure that so he had as, actors back then. So he's, he's as old as my mom. <laughs> Did they have the little moon on board like they normally do? A little half moon, quarter moon, whatever called. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, we had a lot of love in our family. We didn't have much. We worked out. We had a root cellar. What? It didn't have, it didn't have cement on it. By the way, you tried to walk away from the microphone. <laughs> He really he forgot he wasn't we're holding a handheld. He's trying to walk away from the mic. Oh my god. <laughs> we put the potatoes down there so they would last longer. <laughs> what? What does that have to do with anything? I don't know. And I didn't know that we didn't have a fam a fancy lifestyle. Really? <laughs> When I was growing up, how did you not know? <laughs> Wait a second, how did you not know? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got into amateur wrestling. <laughs> and Mr. Cena, this is about <coughs> never giving up. <laughs> the crowd is going to kill him. Oh my God. <laughs> I got into amateur wrestling when I was about an eighth, uh, about maybe uh, fifth grade. <laughs> okay, I lost. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's a big difference between eighth and fifth grade. <laughs> Apparently not in Minnesota. Apparently not. Every match I had, <laughs> I was getting mad at myself. The coaches told me to quit. They told me to get out of the sport. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
should have. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what? They told me to get out and not come out again. You know, but I got excited when I learned when you lose, when you lose, you never lose unless you quit. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> 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 so wait, so you would never lose unless you quit. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even what? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> that makes no sense to me whatsoever. Oh Wow. Um yeah, wow. And I started bugging the coach, bugging the coach after the matches. Why did I lose? Because you're pinned. <laughs> Just say. <laughs> and I started training in my first exercise machine. There's a lady by the name of Mary sitting over there, and she can stand up if she wants. We didn't have any money, but I laid in the doorway, in the doorway. <laughs> on my back and she sat on my feet oh, held the door away so she could keep her balance and I'd put, do leg presses with her <laughs> what? <laughs> what is he talking about <laughs> where is the story going that's what I want to know <laughs> 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 and <laughs> pardon me <laughs> I love a New York crowd I love a New York crowd <laughs> yes sir anyway the next year I made my first dumbbell. I had a two five-gallon pails. I filled up one with cement. Put a, put a two-inch pipe in at Triple H. Drove it in there and let it set overnight. Tipped it upside down and put the other end. Filled the pail up, put the pail in, or the, the bar in the pail. Now I had my dumbbell. How poor was he? <laughs> Why would you single out Triple H on that? I don't know. I don't feel like that has something to do with the slow chamber, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> 82, 85 pounds. 82 or 85 185 pounds, I should say. Oh. That was my oh, oh, second. Okay. What was that? Is that okay? That clarifies it. 85 pounds. Okay, it's a lot more sense. Weightlifting machine. And when I became a. A junior and a, a sophomore in high school, I still was losing a lot. Well, duh. You're making your own equipment. Then I started really training because I was getting a little bit better. I felt better. I was getting my confidence. I was starting to believe in myself. The next year, I won all my matches. Oh, good for you. Nobody scored on me the whole year except for penalty points. And apparently no girls either. 
The only one I lost. That was the last match. To the Iron Sheik. I was going for the state championship. And I'd worked very hard. All that year. Vern Gagne talked about me and the AWA. Let me go back to Vern Gagne. Every time. <laughs> they put my name in the paper and I read all this stuff and coaches were telling me you're going to win. I started believing it. Well, that's the problem. I did literally start believing it and I thought I didn't have to work anymore. How do you not literally believe it? Just wondering. <laughs> I just want to know. Somebody explain that to me, please. Anything? No? Okay. I thought it was just going to turn it over to me. Well, no. And I wrestled the guy in the finals. He was a substitute wrestler. He destroyed me. And I didn't cry till I got down to the dressing room. And it hurt bad because I let my mom down. I let my family down. Everybody was in St. Cloud State University that year from Princeton, Minnesota, and I let them all down. Oh, I feel bad for him. <laughs> It's the worst thing that ever had happened to me in my life. But you know what? Right now, I, I, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. What? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> um... Okay, I got, okay. And the why, why I say that is after that, I don't give up! I was not expecting that. You never give up! I lift weights hard every day. I work out harder than anybody in this building. What? And I don't care who wants to argue about it. You got He walked over the bank again. <laughs> he just walked over the bank again. He just completely walked away. <laughs> He's yelling at fans now. He's just yelling at fans. <laughs> and don't talk back to me when I'm addressing you. <laughs> Wait, what? Who's he speaking to? He's giving a speech. <laughs> Apparently the fans, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I'm losing it over here. I'm losing it. JR, you got that? <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, you whipped the heck out of me. You left marks all over my body. Do we need to know about that? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> my wife was mad at you when I got home that night. <laughs> oh, no, no, 
he just left the podium and is now walking over the slaughter. <laughs> Yell at him. <laughs> <laughs> Word of God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was Big Show, by the way. <laughs> that was Big Show. <laughs> So angry. <laughs> Do you remember the last time I was in this building? No. <laughs> Do you remember Vince McMahon interview me in the ring out there? No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the honesty there, Bob. <laughs> Appreciate <laughs> the honesty. But it was a riot. I was Mr. Backlund big time. Oh, but I was still doing good things. <laughs> you know, I didn't say something, but Mr. Skolin's wife is sitting right there. He was my manager. What a transition! <laughs> what a transition! <laughs> you turned it off. Why did you do that? How the hell did he do that? Oh my God. She's beautiful. She gave me a hug in the back room. He's in a casino, by the way. And her husband was my dear friend. And I was going to do that before anything else. Well, obviously that didn't work. <laughs> but I speak extemporaneously. Ooh, big word. And Mr. H, that's not funny to me. can't figure it out. You're laughing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Triple H is trying to hide the fact that he's laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's holding his face in, like, like, no, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. No, I'm not laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing too. <laughs> I have a brother sitting over there. Really? I wish you would stand up. He, he has two children, Jill and Jeff. And I wish they would stand up also. Okay. Anyone else in the family to stand up right now? <laughs> Anybody else? Jeff, come up here, please. Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. I forgot about this. Really random guy with a mohawk. I'm going to come up to the stage. 
<laughs> he put him he put him in a headlock by the way <laughs> doing that <laughs> there's another man sitting out here he's a 220 pounder from Connecticut and Connecticut's not the top of the world as far as amateur wrestling but he went down and beat up everybody from New York and Pennsylvania. His name is Cavana, Andrew Cavana. I wish you would stand up. Somebody got that joke somewhere, by the way. <laughs> Andrew Cavana Jr. joke. <laughs> that was for all your James Bond Jr. people. Thank you. Mr. H, look at him close. <laughs> Mr. H, I do an exercise with people to see how strong they are. I did it with him, and he won. I've done that with all the MMA guys and the UFC and uh, all the martial arts guys. I was at a, in Tropic Canada. They were giving out awards for everybody. I don't know why he's going off on this tangent. <laughs> I don't know why he's going off on this tangent. And I... I they couldn't pull me. <laughs> this man did. In my basement. Okay, hang on. Okay, 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 okay. Vince just walked out to, with this, this tiptoed onto the stage behind him. <laughs> oh, okay. Vince <laughs> just tiptoed. Vince is up next to a Doug Trump after this. <laughs> and he just tiptoed onto the stage as, as Black was putting over this guy. <laughs> and, uh... He's going to go to college after he wins everything in the... At okay, Vince is walking across the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Just like nonchalantly, or... He's walking across the stage tiptoeing, telling the crowd to be quiet. Like <laughs> doing the oh universal cyber shh. <laughs> walking across the stage while Matt was talking. The high school ever. He's got one more year. But anyway... And back into service. I'm done! <laughs> Mr. McMahon, I needed a signal. <laughs> a a anyway, crossface chicken wing, young man. What? Anyway, I love all of you. I love life. I think the family is the most important unit on the face of this earth. I don't think government can fix it. By the way, he's, he's now flopping his arms like a chicken. <laughs> I know that. I think you can, and I don't care if they don't want me to have a good day or not. I'm going to enjoy myself, and I'm going to keep fighting. And I know Andrew Cavana is going to get better every day of his life, and he's not going to regress. What? Thank you, Triple H. <laughs> I, I have to continue this because he's, he's done talking, man. I have to finish this. <laughs> he's now pulling Triple H out of the stage. <laughs> and Mackle's now sitting on the floor in his suit. 
doing stretches. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and he's trying to get Triple H on the ground with him. But he's got a big match tomorrow night, and I respect him for it. I am not ripping my pants on this stage. Okay, you got it. <laughs> tomorrow night. Sean's <laughs> losing it in the crowd, my man. Sean is losing it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> There you go, people. <laughs> that was not that one. <laughs> Think you're talking into the WWE game in April. I'm not quite sure what in that speech had to do with him. <laughs> and his wrestling career. <laughs> Listening back, I have no idea what he's talking about most of the time. <laughs> Any comments? <laughs> what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Like, I mean, I mean, seriously, like, of all the years of wrestling, really damaged their brains that much that they can't even give a speech. Apparently, <laughs> apparently yeah, that, that was the fun. That was the fun of Iron Sheik and Bob Backlund. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a show right here by itself. <laughs> it really can. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That was funny. Matter of fact, you know what? This is our show right here. Because we can't follow that. <laughs> we really no. There is no way to follow that. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap it up right here. Um, <laughs> um, for those wondering, I don't know what's coming on next week's show because we haven't figured that part out yet. You're, you're, you're more ahead of us than we are. <laughs> but... um. This, of course, we are on vacation, and you're enjoying this show that we pre-taped for you, just so you have something to laugh at with us. So, and this might actually go down to one of our shortest shows, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> but on that note, let's wrap this baby up. Um, that's the show. You can find us on Facebook by liking the Blake and Sal Show fan page. Go to the website, blakeandsal.blogspot.com. Follow the show on Twitter. At Blake and Sal Show. Of course, find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe, rate, and review. You can follow me, Blake, at on Twitter at Riley21106. Sal at Icon, I-K-O-N underscore 44. Until next week's, I don't know what's coming up next week. <laughs> we'll have a show. Don't sure what's going to be You sound yet. like Bob Backlund. <laughs> yes, we don't know what's coming up, but we're going to have a show. Thank you for listening. You have listened. I am Blake. <laughs> and I'm Sal. <laughs> and you have been listening to a really strange episode of The Blake and Sal Show. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> See ya. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Scared to rock the boat and make a mess. So I said quietly. Welcome to the Blake and Sal Show, and good evening, everyone. 
You can search and find us on Facebook and on Tumblr. Follow the show on Twitter at Blake and Sal Show. And of course, find the show on iTunes and streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can find me, Blake, on Twitter at Riley21106. You can follow my co-host Sal at Icon, I-K, I-K-O-N, with 44. How you doing, Sal, this evening? I'm doing good. How are you? I've already got a witty thing to say. <laughs> that, I don't think I wrote one down today, so I just forgot what I was going to say. So it's all good. Um, well, Sal, this is actually our 25th episode. And as for the milestone, we're doing, we're actually a break format a little bit. And we're going to bring out a special guest from a different show. How'd that sound to you? I think that's great. We're growing up. I'm very proud of us. Well, let's do that. Bring from the Dirty Thirty Something podcast. We have um, Marissa Corvell. Marissa, how are you doing Hi, this evening? I'm good. How are you? Not bad at all. We are actually doing. We're kind of busy, actually, but it's fun. I like being busy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you had a really busy day. Yes. <laughs> um, Sal, what are you freaking out about? I'm looking at my phone. What are you flipping about? Oh, just in the intro where you threw in that I'm not a girl, not yet a woman <laughs> comment that I made. <laughs> you guys said put it in when you said it. <laughs> I, I didn't think you would. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> oh, that was just that caught me off guard. That was really funny. <laughs> yeah, Amorous, I don't tell Sal when I update our opening. So I'll just mm. play it and he'll just hear it when we go on the air. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's the power of being the editor. Yes, yes, it is. So, well, before we get into everything we're going to talk about, why don't you tell us how and where the Dirty Dirty Something podcast came from? Because it's actually, I really like the show. So, go right ahead. Oh, thank you. Um, well, the Dirty Dirty Something podcast is actually born out of um, my depression, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I was re- I was really having a hard time. I was struggling as a young woman. I thought that I wanted to be an actress and um, a writer and just a singer and just a generally creative person. And my co-host Nick has actually kind of gone more on that path, whereas I left the path at 19 and went on to go to law school and kind of pursue um, a more a more academic life. And um, And it caused a lot of depression for me and I was struggling with like, how can I be an entertainer if I don't want to go be an actor and like audition for stuff after being out of the game, so to speak, for like 12 years. And my therapist was like, you should maybe just do something that you can do, like something that nobody has to cast you in, like just cast yourself in something. And that was where the idea for the podcast was born. I had friends that were doing podcasts and actually um, making money and getting popular. So I thought, well, I could, I could probably do something interesting. And I sent an email out to a bunch of different people that I thought might be good co-hosts. And Nick wrote back right away. And he was like, I want to do this. Let's do this. And the first podcast that we recorded, I knew it was the right thing. Yeah. I found you guys, I think it was around episode four. That's when I found you guys. Uh-huh. And, and, and I actually fell in, love right, fell in love with the show right away. I was like, this is the kind of show I want to hear. So I really, really like it a lot. And I'm telling people to listen to it now. So Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. We don't really know what we're doing, but we're having a good time doing it. So. That sounds like our show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> we're all the production guy. We put it into our normal shows. We really don't have a clue what we're doing half the time. 
Yeah. I think podcasting is kind of like that, which is what makes it such a fun community. You know, it's kind of, I don't know, outlawy in that way. It's very, very true. See, we, I, I ever told Sal this, but I actually got inspired by Kevin Smith, and that's why I decided I want to do this. So. Yeah. Yeah, he got There's... I listened to his I actually went to one of his shows a couple of weeks back, so that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so Awesome. All right. Well, we, um, like I said a minute ago, we're going to break our, completely break our format. And um, as you can tell by the title, we're going to get a little bit, we're going to actually get real on this show. Okay, Sal? Uh, yeah, let's let's just try that. Yeah, it's, it's a little scary. <laughs> on your, see, we, we don't usually do that. We're going to break into things once in a while. But, all right. Um, this is, the uh, funny part is when I typed this up, and then I ended up having a little bit of marriage problems on my end. So, huh? <laughs> kind of interesting. When I typed this up, we were not having issues, and now we are. So, there we go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> all right. First of all, I'll ask you, Marissa, because you, you and me are on the same age. Um, what do you consider? It's the hardest thing about being married, especially right now in our day, in our day and age, especially at our age. What do you think? Um, you know, Matt and I, uh, my husband, we'd been together for uh, ten nine years when we got finally got married. Wow. So it wasn't like. It was weird. It wasn't a big deal, and it was at the same time because it was weird to get used to being like my husband, and also really weird to get used to being like a married chick because um, <laughs> I just didn't see that as my role at all. Um, but also, I think the hardest thing for me has been um, dealing with sort of social expectations of what marriage is or should be, or like it, it's a word that comes with a lot of baggage. And I think especially now there's a lot of political baggage attached to it. So it's weird. I feel like my actual marriage, like being in my marriage is pretty, pretty easy most of the time. I mean, I could bitch about my husband, but for the most part, we get along and things are pretty cool. It's just that the hard thing is, I think that when you feel like you're doing this thing that everyone else is judging all the time, Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, actually. See, for me, I'm just like, I'm not exactly the most honest person in the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sal, you know this, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he knows this. So, see, Sal and Mandy, my wife, are actually really close. <laughs> uh -huh. So they talk a lot. So they, she knows that I'm not exactly the, sometimes the smartest person in the world <laughs> when it comes to, you know, being honest and all kinds of stuff. So for me, for me, the hardest thing for me is actually just being honest and just being, you know, not being dumb when it comes to certain things, mm -hmm. you know, because I have a lot of female friends, if you can say that. That's kind of dangerous in my books. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, well, Sal, I have a question for you because I'm interested here, especially with everything you've been around over the last few years. Um, I forgot. I have written right here and I'm not reading right. Oh, yeah. Um, you've been around the happy and failed marriages from your point of view in relationships, really, what would you say is something you've taken and learned say when you get eventually get married, which by the way, Sal, I'm going to be there when you do just so you know. Oh, thank you very much. What do you think? So one thing I can definitely say that I've learned is there has to be trust. I've seen plenty of relationships fail because of paranoia and fear and what is he doing when he's going out? What is she doing when she goes out? And nine times out of ten, it is purely innocent. 
the, just the one thing, I mean, and I struggle with this too. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I have my paranoia. I have my trust issues. I've had a lot of stuff happen to me when, you know, in my prior relationships. But the one thing I definitely have learned is there has to be trust and it has to be, it has to be earned. Absolutely. But it needs to start from the beginning and you can't be like so defensive. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Good. Good. Oh, well, I mean, see, I have, I think that's true. I think that is really true. But I think my perspective on it is um, a lot of trust comes from self-confidence. And that's something that I didn't really learn until fairly recently. But it's like (laughs) some of the the ways that I'm able to sort of like let go in my marriage and be like, you know what? It's okay. Like, it's okay if my husband thinks another girl in the planet is attractive because a that's totally normal and b like I can't stop that from happening like at the end of the day I just have to feel like he loves me for so many reasons and he wants to be with me and I want to be with him so if we can both kind of remember that about ourselves as opposed to worrying about controlling the other person because you can't really at the end of the day you can't control another person and like you have to sort of either feel like well I'm worthy and you're going to come home to me because you love me and you want to be in this relationship and this thing we've built is cool or you don't, you know, and and if you don't, sometimes then that's when you start getting really anxious about, well, what are they doing when they're not around? I don't know. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't, I, I, I'm actually just recently getting to self-confidence, so I understand that completely. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, I mean, and I say that, like, it's something that you can just one day discover. Like, it's a process. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we all have bad days where we're like, God, I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> or at least I do. That's called most days, I think. I think that's called most days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm a loser that has, like, people that genuinely love her. And so, you know, I try to remind myself of that, too. That's very, very <laughs> true. Well, I'm just going to get this out of the way because, Sal, we've addressed it a couple of times on the show. But I'll, yes, let you, um, I'll let you start this. It's, the, of course, the controversial, which I think is ridiculous that it's controversial, the um, gay marriage discussion. Sal, why don't you quickly address them just real fast. Go ahead. Um, well, I, I mean, everyone knows how I feel about this. Uh, I, I don't understand why it should matter that if I want to marry another guy, how is that going to affect you in your life, per se? Um, I'm just, you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction. Things are happening. It, you know, it's going to take some time. Rome wasn't built in the day. So, um, that's all I got to say about that. Marissa, your thoughts? Well, I mean, I've been a pretty big supporter. I mean, I grew up in San Francisco. So, you know, when people were like, yeah, gay people should be able to get married. I was like, yeah, well, of course, if they want to. Right. I mean, to me, it was kind of uh, a no duh sort of an issue. Like, I didn't really understand why anybody would be opposed to it. Um, But I feel that way about a lot of social issues like abortion, uh, other stuff. Like, I don't get it. If why does it upset you if it has nothing to do with you? Like, just it never made sense to me why people get really upset about what other people are doing with their life. Like, you don't have to be involved if you're opposed to whatever lifestyle that is that you're opposed to, like, then stay out of it. Um, But I'm super, I'm super happy that people are, especially lately, really coming around and starting to be the majority. I think it's great that this younger generation 
And even older people, as they start to realize that, like, oh, right, gay people getting married, it's just like anybody else getting married. Who cares? Like, yay. (laughs) I've never seen the big deal. I'm being honest. And this is not, this is also before me and Sal got really close. I've never actually seen the big deal of this subject matter. But it's like always this big, big topic. That's why I just wanted to bring it up and get it out of the way because people always talk about it. I'm like, stop talking about it and then it won't be a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when when I got married four years ago, gay marriage was not legal in California where we got married. And that was, I mean, I felt like that was something that I had to take notice of. Like to me during my like wedding ceremony, there was a part where we talked about that I didn't think it was right. And like some people in my family are offended and I get that they were offended, but it was also like, it's my day and um, (laughs) I get to say whatever I want. And I just thought that like, it's, this is so stupid. Like if you can come together and be happy for me and Matt, why, why wouldn't you be happy for anybody else to have this opportunity if they want to have it, you know, and marriage isn't for everyone either. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, I don't really think marriage is the end of everything in your life that you have to have either. So it should be an option. Nobody has to do it. Like, why should it matter if it's a boy or a girl that you're marrying? That's very true. I, I can't. I could not say it any better myself. There, actually, be absolutely. All right. Um, moving on. I have to ask you a question, Marissa. Um, yeah. You're from San Francisco, you said. Yes. So I was going to say the Nick. I knew and Nick are really close. So he moved out to the East Coast, or is the other way around? Yeah. Backwards. Yeah, well, actually, I was the first one to move to New York because I went to NYU okay. straight out of high school. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I was just and then I moved back because I didn't really like living in um, a place that had a real winter. So <laughs> I gave well, up I on winter. I didn't do much better. I'm from Jersey to Milwaukee. So. Yeah, no, you obviously like winter. I don't at all. So, um, yeah, then I moved back and Nick... Uh, within a couple of years, moved also. He first he moved to North Carolina, and then he moved to New York. Wow, yeah, because I went from Jersey to Milwaukee, so so it, the only reason I moved was because I got I just I got man I had fell Mandy, I wanted to get married, and I really didn't have a whole lot in Jersey, so I moved. I really didn't yeah. have much left out there. And Sal, you can vouch for me on that because you were we, we weren't even that close yet at the time. I don't think right. you were talking to me when I left, right? Right, yes. Hey, you're, what, hey, why were you mad at me? Why were you mad at you? Why were you mad at me when I left? I forgot. Oh, I don't remember. Did it have to do with Gary? Oh, I don't remember. Jeez, I don't remember either. It just feels like because you, you, we were you were not talking to me for some reason. <laughs> you, were not my, you and Jess and Gary weren't at my goodbye party. <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I was probably on my period or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, thank you, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That'll go in the opening. Um, anyway, because um, I was about to ask you, when I moved out here, and obviously you, weren't, you don't remember you weren't around, um, I mean, what is it like? Because we're like, we're like turning into best friends. We're like best friends now. What's mm-hmm. it like to, for me to be here and you to be there, Sal? Like our relationship and everything here. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What, do you, what are your thoughts on like keeping a long distance friendship like we do? And there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, sometimes you know they say that it brings people closer. 
and probably what happens with us because I really I know don't what remember being mad at you back then. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know why we became friends again. That I remember. Well, well, that's a different. Yeah, well, that's a whole different story. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> we became friends because some because my ex best friend decided not to talk to me anymore. <laughs> but um, you know, I mean, the the whole long distance thing. I mean, it, it it's it's like what Marissa said about marriage. It, it's for you know, it could work for some people and it could not work for others. And and I guess it all depends on the foundation that you have with that person and if you're able to keep and maintain a friendship and or relationship or whatever the case is being a thousand plus miles away or not that far away <laughs> well no you know just a round number well i, well, my, I have a general question then um what are things because I, I i have this issue all the time because you you know this sal the hardest part about any kind of friendship at all is you just lose contact and suddenly you just don't exist anymore uh-huh. That's why my phone book like shrinks every year. Um, I'll, I'll ask this to Marissa first. It's a general question. What are things that need to be done between two friends, any kind, really? You don't get pushed to the side as kind of like an extra person that doesn't need to be around anymore. You know, that's interesting. I I have a lot of friends that don't – actually, the majority of my friends live in New York City at this point, which is weird. Um, but – with most of those people, my relationship with them is very, um, when we're together, we spend a lot of time catching up, but we don't actually tend to talk a lot otherwise. Like before Nick and I started doing the podcast, we maybe would talk like two or three times a year, like if that, just because, you know, it's hard, you get involved in your life and you have sort of the people that are around you then and there. But I've just always been kind of trusting that like, when I do get a chance to see that person, like when I do go out to New York or when they come to California, we're going to have a great time and we just pick right back up where we left off. Um, But I think if you want to stay in touch with someone, like I do have some friends that I'm really good about staying in touch with. And it's usually because there's a mutual uh, sort of agreement. Like I have a friend that, you know, we call each other like once a week, one of us will make the, you know, text and like set it up so that we can have some time to talk Um, and finding time in your day when you can do that. Like when I used to commute to work, there's, that was always a really good time to try to call people and catch up because, you know, it was like 45 minutes. I wasn't really doing anything else. And um, it was always nice to talk to people during that time. So I would try to plan stuff for that, for those little times so that then when you're out with your friends or, or doing something at home, you're not trying to, like, make time happen when it's harder. Does that make sense? I, I'd say it does. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Sal, you're, you're, same question. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I, Marissa pretty much just said everything that I was thinking when you were asking the question because I have friends who are not around here and they moved away or whatever the case is, and I can speak to them three, four times a year, and it's, you know, every conversation that we have, it's like I had just spoken to them the day before kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then I have people that, you know, they... I just I, I can't even explain why, but that I talk to on a daily basis. And it's not that I'm singling them out versus somebody else. Sometimes it's just the way that it is. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But Marissa, basically, she hit everything on the head. I mean, it's just it, I, I couldn't even contribute to what she said because she pretty much said everything. <laughs> Sorry. No, don't worry about it. You're no, 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 not at all. You're totally allowed. No, see, I have this certain issue where I just I try to keep in touch with people. I think my whole thing is um, 
actually, Sal, perfect example. You know how me and Lisa were really, really close for the longest time? Yes. Me and her barely talk anymore. Mainly mm-hmm. because we made a decision. Um, what's the word? What's the phrase we used? We don't want to waste our time just saying hi and how are you doing. We'll wait until something actually is going on. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense too. Yeah, and the problem I always have with a lot of people actually. See, the one thing I have a pet peeve when it comes to people is if you're going to ha- start a conversation with me, I'm going to answer. You might want to continue the conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially if I haven't talked to you in like a year. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff annoys the crap out of me. <laughs> Especially where it's like, hi, how you doing? And then they don't respond back. <laughs> right. That drives me crazy. Up a wall. And I, that's those are the kind of people that actually kind of piss me off. Which is probably why I don't talk to a lot of people anymore. That's probably the main reason. Because they never... Have been... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, moving on. And this is... um, I mean, this is just me, but... Me and Mandy were actually having a conversation a few weeks back. And she said a phrase that's very true. Um, if you if someone had told me ten years ago that my life would be where it is right now, I would never believe it. I'll start with Sal. Are you the same way with that? Yep. And you want to explain? Um, I just, I, <laughs> you know, let me let me let me let me let me change this for a second. Go for it. If I, 10 years ago, told myself what was going to happen up until this point in my life, A, I would say, okay, to my face, walk away and bash the crap out of myself. (laughs) (laughs) Just for the simple fact that it's, it's stuff that's obviously, it's believable. It's stuff that can happen to anybody, but it's stuff that you don't want to think that would happen to you kind Mm -hmm. of a thing. I don't know if I'm making any sense with that one. I say you are. I say you. Yeah, are. it's just you know, if I can give myself advice ten years ago to, I mean, if I can give myself advice from my to myself from ten years ago, my following myself, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, you know what, it, it's that whole you know cliche with the whole gay community thing, and it gets better kind of a thing, and then it would be the same story. I, it's believable. I'm going to yes you in your face, and then when I walk away, I'm going to say this guy's a friggin' idiot because it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Marissa, same question. Go ahead. Um, you know, it's weird that you asked this question because I've been filling out this job application that asked for 10 years of job history, and I was getting really mad because <laughs> 10 years ago, um, I was a manager at a coffee shop, and then I waited tables for a while. And, um, then I finally went to law school and then I had some jobs that like start to look like something that I could do like professionally now. And, um, I was just like, this, this is so irrelevant. Like what I was doing at 22 is so irrelevant to like my skills right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, totally. <laughs> and, and so I think if somebody, if I could have sat down with 22 year old Marissa, I don't think I ever would have believed that I was going to end up being a lawyer. I mean, that, that's really weird. Um, but also going back to sort of performing, which I also didn't think I was going to do at that point. Like I thought I was done forever with anything like that. So there's some things in my life that I think I would have not believed, but there's other things I definitely would have believed for sure. See, uh, see for me, 
10 years ago, 21 <coughs> years old, and not even, I don't, 2003, I'm trying to think. I, it would never, if you told me in 2003 I'd be living in Wisconsin, <laughs> I would have thought you were insane. Because <laughs> what the hell am I doing in Wisconsin? <laughs> and um, if you had told me really a lot of things that have gone on, besides the fact that I'd be married and have a kid, <laughs> none of that would have made any sense to me 10 years ago. <laughs> so, so, so you, you laugh, but you know I'm right. You know what? I was just thinking, you know what? If I was the one telling you that, I would be like, why am I even saying this? It's never going to happen. <laughs> it's so true. It doesn't make sense. Because 10 years ago, I was working at freaking UPS part time. <laughs> Give me a break. But no, it's true though. It's That's 10 years ago. It doesn't make any sense anymore. I can't wait to get to the point because I'm very, very close to the point. Where, I, like, if I do a job application, I only have to put two jobs up. I'm getting to that point uh, very soon. I'm so jealous. I'm getting to that point. Because I have been at the airport, I was at the airport for six years. And then I ha- I've been at the security job now for a year and a half. So I'm getting close. <laughs> you are getting close. I'm jealous. <laughs> so, all right. This, this should be interesting. This should be an interesting question. Um... The question is, how do you let go of your past and not let it follow you or haunt you in your present day? I'll start with Marissa. Go ahead. Um, you know, I have I have a lot of um, sometimes I struggle with depression and anxiety and it's for exactly because I don't. <laughs> I can't. Um, so sometimes, I'm right there with you. You know, <laughs> I think sometimes that is probably something I could do a better job at. Um, things that I find really helpful. Uh, now I'm going to sound like a total San Francisco skin. I, I think yoga is really helpful. I think exercise is really helpful for that. Um, trying to do something that just makes you be, makes me be in my body doing what I'm doing as opposed to uh, letting my little brain spin because I, I will do that a lot if left to my own devices. And um you know, also, I think a lot of forgiveness um, for myself and for everybody else. Like, everybody really did try to do the best they could in, you know, things in my past that I think I find to be haunting or that I have found to cause anxiety or I wish I had done differently or whatever. Um, you know, for a long time, I was really angry about that stuff. And I think I had to kind of get to a point where I was like, all right. Whether or not I think they did the right thing, they were probably trying to do it the best that they could. So that makes it a little easier to live with. Like they maybe they were wrong, but they weren't trying to be wrong. Right. I don't know if that makes any sense. I love how we're all asking that same exact question. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Everything you said it made perfect sense. <laughs> all three of us have done that in this conversation. Yes. Um, I do that a lot. <laughs> well, see, Sal and me kind of we were in we. We were in high school somewhat together. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, sort of. But we did hang out with the same people for a while. <laughs> mm. um, the empty... And anyone listening to this knows that they were from this crew era. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sal, I'll ask you the same question, especially knowing our past. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, I have the most difficult time 
just letting things go in, in general, um, it's, it's a big struggle for me. It's just in my nature that I just stress over everything. I could never. Yeah. It's just, I'm really bad at it. I really am. Like I'll say something. I don't mean it. My brain tells me to say it anyway. And seven years later, I'm still thinking about what I had said seven years prior. Um, it's just, that's just the way I am. I mean, I don't, I can't explain why I do it. And I tell myself, this is not healthy. Let it go. Just, just let it go. It's not worth the, the stress and the anxiety and the, and the mental torture. And yet I sit there and I'm like, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have thrown that thing away that my mother loved so much or whatever the case was, or, you know, I should have told that person whose parked car I hit with my car. Oh my God, I hit your car. I let, I let things bother me and that's just my nature. Um, but in retrospect, lately what I've been trying to do to kind of clear my mind, I mean, like Marissa said, yoga and all that stuff. Um, I've been trying to just spend some me time. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it is very therapeutic for me where I just kind of, I just hop in my car. I take a drive somewhere. doesn't matter where I go because I have GPS to send me home. I find a park. I find somewhere quiet to sit. And I kind of just sit. I people watch, and it calms me down, and it really does. And, I, and it sounds kind of odd, but yeah, I've been learning. <laughs> yeah. I can totally see you doing that. It sounds like you. <laughs> no, um, see, anyone that knows me knows I have the worst like memory, but I have the worst yeah. short-term memory. I, I can't remember shit that I did like this morning. But if you told me, if you talked to me, asked me what happened like five years ago. I can give you full details. <laughs> oh, yeah, even down to the second. <laughs> yeah, I can give you full details of stuff that happened five years ago. And that is what drives me crazy because then I'll think about something like that and then it'll bother me for the entire day. <laughs> even though it shouldn't because it was, again, five years ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I think the only thing that really gets me to calm down from all that really, it's the good old-fashioned just blasting music. Because I went through a phase actually last month where I was just down in the dumps. I can't even explain why. I can't even explain it. I was just down in the dumps, and I think Sal, the only thing that got me in the good mood was actually doing our show that yeah. week. That no, you've only, said it. You've said that to me. Yeah, that was the only thing that got me in the good mood that week, doing our show. But then, I, I don't know, I think I broke out, like, the Bare Ladies album on my, my phone, and then blasted that for an hour at work, and I was like, and then suddenly I'm feeling better. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my way of dealing with all these issues. Yeah, yeah music can do that. Yeah. Especially um, the old school BNL album, which is my favorite band. So, <laughs> all right. Um, we've kind of covered this, but I'll ask it anyway. Because I, when I was writing all this up, I thought of the um, song, you know, the song, the Brad Paisley song "Letter to Me." Yes. Which is a great song. Yes, it is. Um, this is a, kind of a long question, so let me get it out. Um, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and change something that supposedly will make your life better. What would you do? And do you think it would truly be worth it in the long run? Sal, go. This is a tough one. Because there's a lot of things that I would have changed. <laughs> um, whether or not the results would have been different, I don't know. The one thing that stands out to me uh, reading this, um, in particular, uh, my third relationship 
I would have to say would be the one thing. I, I knew I was getting into trouble. Um, he was in the army. I knew he was going to go to Iraq eventually. And I didn't realize it was going to happen like days later. Um, I think that would be the one thing that I would have changed because I, I knew what the consequences were going to be. I went against my gut and I did it anyway. Um, it was a really, really rough eight months of my life. Just having him there and worrying constantly every day only for it to turn out that, you know, he dumped me via Skype, uh, got, Ouch. he got, um, he got discharged from the army because they found out he was gay. He blamed me for it. And then I, I never talked to him ever again. Well, I did not know <laughs> the end of that story. I never heard the end of that story. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really like to talk about it, um, too much just for the simple fact that like, for me, it's a little embarrassing. Um, but that would probably be the one thing because just the aftermath of what happened, you know, leading to the breakup and the breakup itself. And it just, it just, it, it tortured me for at least a couple of years. And I just, I just, I didn't trust anybody at all at that point. Cause I'm like, you know, here, here I am in a relationship with a really good guy who, or, or I thought was a really good guy. And he gets shipped off to Iraq for eight months after like not even three, four days of starting to date. And then, you know, we quote unquote get discovered that, you know, we're in a relationship and he gets kicked out of the army because of it kind of a thing. And then I kind of carried around that guilt for a while too. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I just ruined his life. Like what the hell's wrong with me? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, well, it's not like I'm shouting it out from the rooftops. And I called president Bush at the time saying, Hey, my boyfriend's in the army. You should go kick him out. Kind of a thing. But um, I think, honestly, just that whole relationship would be the one thing, if I can go back and tell myself, don't do it, it's not worth it in the end. So that would be the one thing. Okay, then. Wow. Yeah, I did not know the end of that story. You told me that story. I didn't know the end of it. All right. Um, Marissa, go ahead. Um, so I have a question about the question, which is, does it have to be something that I did, or can it be something, like, in the world? or like? Well, it's like, more about you, but it's whatever you okay. want to do. Okay, all right. All right, fair enough. Um. I um, I can't really, I mean, I can think of things that I wish I hadn't done. It's not that I don't have any regrets at all. I do. But it's hard for me to say that I would change anything because um, I kind of like where I ended up. And it's like the butterfly effect. Like if I went back and I changed that one thing, like would I have ended up here? I don't know. Um, I think <clears throat> as a general thing, maybe I wish that as a kid or as like a young adult and teenager, I wish I had known that you can be a lot nicer to people. Like, That's true. That, you know, I wasn't like a bully or anything. I really wasn't. But um, there were definitely people that like were bullied that I never stuck up, stuck up for that. I sometimes look back on that and I feel like, you know, I could have I could have said something. But it's just when you're that age, like there were girls in my middle school that would get picked on. Like one of them was, you know, really like chubby and people were really mean to her. And I never was mean to her, but I also never was like, hey, don't pick on her. And the person that I am now, I kind of wish I had been a little bit more assertive about, like, you know, being nice to other people, even if I didn't have to be or even if I wasn't really friends with them or, you know, it's just sort of a personality thing. I think I wasn't I wasn't like mature and confident enough to like do that stuff when I was younger. And that's probably just because I was younger. But I do wish that I had been a little bit nicer 
I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm I'm the fat guy that gets made fun of, so I understand that completely. <laughs> like I, I just regret not being more vocal because I knew that stuff was wrong and I didn't do it, but I didn't say anything like, hey, like leave her alone. And I wish I had. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like sometimes you think back to these childhood things and you're just like, oh, why? Like, why wasn't I a better person? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, you're so horrible, Marissa. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you realize as a kid that that you can still be injurious even if you're not actually – even just being quiet sometimes can still, like, be painful for people, you know? And I think that was – I just didn't realize. I feel like I'm watching one of those bullying ads during WWE programming, so. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. You're going to laugh. Um, for me, I'm more recent. I, I can't change what happened in the crew era, and nor I think I would want to, because if I didn't have such a crappy end to that era, I wouldn't have moved here. <laughs> That's the truth of the matter. That, that is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah I didn't have a crappy ending to that era. We ran you out of town. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But, um, no, for me, it's more of a recent thing. I really, I had the hardest time kind of... I get, like, I have a lot, like I said earlier, I have the female friends, but mm-hmm. I should, my whole thing is, when it comes to comes to Mandy, I have this a tendency, let's see if I can word this right without sounding really, really bad, because <laughs> this is, I have a tendency of letting conversations get a little out of hand, and um, not, not as much now as I used to. So I wish, like, for me, I'd go back and tell myself to, um, i say about three or four years ago, tell myself, get your shit together. You have a great wife at home. Stop hurting her. <laughs> and maybe we wouldn't be in the issues we're having still right now. <laughs> if that makes sense at all. Yeah. Say, because, Sal, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. Without getting I, into major details, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've heard both sides of the story. <laughs> so, and everyone's wondering if you if you listen back, I think it was episode 20. This is why I sounded like crap that night <laughs> because I was so I was not in a good mood. And I don't even know why we recorded that night. <laughs> looking back, mm-hmm. so anyway, and I'm looking at the clock and we're running early, but that's not a big deal because I should really go and help. Get the kid ready for bed. <laughs> so let's wrap up this thing. I got one more question before we wrap things up. Um, we'll look at the future. What's one thing you want to achieve in the next five years? Marissa, go. Uh, um, I would like I would like my podcast to, to take off, you know? That would be great. I feel the same way, actually, with our show. <laughs> yeah. I, think the I just want to get on the freaking... At least you got on the new in North Jersey. We didn't even got that far yet. <laughs> well, you might get there. I don't know how we did it. If I how had any tips, I would yeah. tell you. How did you do that? That was just amazing to me. <laughs> Honestly, it was amazing to me, too. And That's like, I if I, you. I'm, I like live in California. Like, I live right near Apple. Like, if I, I know people that work there, but I didn't know anyone that did that so i don't even know how it happened i thought it was pretty like miraculous that that happened yeah that's how i found you guys so um sal go ahead um we've had conversations about my my dream trip uh to australia i'm dying to go i'm obsessed with going to australia i'm obsessed with the country 
Um, my original goal when I was 15, I said, when I am 30, I have to be in Australia. Obviously, that's not happening. <laughs> so um, my new goal, and actually, I just spoke to my brother-in-law about this the other day. He brought it up to me. He said, um, once he's married, once the, once the first kid's out of the way, he said, just me and him, we're going to go backpacking in Australia. Wow. Nice. Uh, so, and you know, he's just, he's one of those guys who will make it happen too. So, um, that's my goal. My goal between now and age 35, I can't even believe I said that. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm older than you. I'm going <laughs> to Australia. You. I'm, it's going to happen. I don't care how it happens. It's going to happen. Dude, I'm older than you. Don't even start with age. And <laughs> uh, in, in Blake, I've told you this. In gay years, it's like dog years. I am much older than you. <laughs> For me, I don't have many years left. I don't have many years left. <laughs> for me, besides the course, wanting to get this podcast off the ground, that'd be awesome. But for me personally, you would think. Oh yeah, that too. I worked at I worked at an airport. I would have traveled more, but because you're in the early stages of marriage and you're saving money, you really don't travel as much as you'd want to. So for me, I want to get some traveling done. I really do. I would love yeah. to take like Christian down to Florida. I would want to go up to Toronto and sound maybe I'll take you up with me so we can go to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. That's <laughs> and, on my bucket list. Yeah, things like that. I just recently put the D23 Expo on my bucket list now. So, after, especially after this, after everything. But um, I just want to travel more. I hope, like, in about five years we have the money and it's going to start. And actually, we, the, the day this goes, this show will go up. CJ will be back in school and that'll save us a shitload of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. You don't have to do a daycare anymore, so yay! Yay, free daycare! <laughs> oh, it's school. It's full time school. It's in full time school yeah. finally. So yeah, that's four hundred dollars in our bank account. <laughs> that's amazing. So that's fantastic for us. So, well, on that note, if you want to get one more plug out, Marissa, for your show, and we will wrap things up. Um, yeah, we can be found at dirty thirty something dot com. That's thirty with numbers. It's all one word. Um. We're also on Twitter and, uh, you know, we're around. Love to have you guys. All right. Well, cool. Marissa, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. It was fun. Yes. So we will let you go. So nice to meet you, Sal, and thanks for having me. Anytime. And, we, and anytime. We can also maybe we'll come over on your show one day. Who knows? We'd love that. All right. We'll figure things out. Thank you, Marissa. Have a good one. Good night, guys. night. Well, Sal, that's our show. Something different. Sweet. Something different. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um, background. We have um, True Love by Pink. I figured it was a fitting song to end this show with. <laughs> that is the show, people. And that was episode number 25. We're only going to go up from here. <laughs> We're growing up so fast. We are. Um, find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter. You know the drill by now. We're at Blake and Sal Show. iTunes, Stitcher, Wait and Review. Find us on Twitter. Me, at Riley21106. Sal, at Icon, I-K-O, underscore 44. One day, I'm not going to spell that out. People are going to learn it soon. Next <laughs> week. Till next week, on behalf of Marissa, I'm Blake. And I'm Sal. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good night, everyone.
Sal Show, and good evening, everyone. As always, you can find us on Facebook by liking the Blake and Sal Show fan page. Go to the website, blakeandsal.blogspot.com. Follow the show on Twitter, at Blake and Sal Show. Find the show on iTunes and streaming on Stitcher, where you can rate and review us. Please do it. Nobody's rate reviewing us. You can find me. You can find me on Twitter. Blake at Riley21106 and you can find my co-host the music of our hearts Sal at Icon I-K-O-N at underscore 44. Sal how are you doing this evening? I'm Peachy. How are you? Oh just Peachy? <laughs> yeah. Well I mean we're, we're this is going to be played in the future so um, a week from now I will be Peachy. Yes. Oh Peachy. Wonderful. Well in the background <laughs> you're hearing Anna Kendrick the extended version of Cups from Pitch Perfect, which I actually like this version a lot. It's actually nice and catchy. So, well, let's get right into this. It's, um, if people are wondering, listening to this, yeah, this is a pre-recorded show. We had some scheduling conflicts this week, so we're doing a special show. So, enjoy this one. It's going to be a fun one. We have a guest on the line. And, um, so, what do you say we get him on? Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's bring um, our old friend Joe on the phone. Joe, how are you doing tonight? Hey, yeah, Joe, Joe is um, calling us from his car tonight because <laughs> he got kicked out of his house. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes, welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> you have no well, idea. Sure. <laughs> you have no idea what you're getting yourself into, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I heard you laughing over our intro. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into on this show, do you? <laughs> no, no, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tonight we are um we're actually doing a very rare one-topic show, which is a very rare thing for us. Tonight, we are going to be concentrating on a special top five list. It is these songs that are the soundtrack of your life. Um, Sal, what did you think of this list? It was way harder than I thought it was going to be. And actually, uh, my soundtrack would probably be like a four-disc box set. <laughs> I-, I can totally agree. Um, Joe, what were you thinking when I threw this one at you? You know, I thought it was going to be really easy, and I was sitting there trying to figure out a list, and I had one song down for at least half an hour. <laughs> and then I had about 50, so yeah, go figure. It does happen. I understand completely. Um, well, every as, as everyone knows on the show, everything must have a song. So in the background, you're hearing NSYNC and Gloria Stefan, Music of My Heart. Oh, love the song. <laughs> Which is where I got your intro for today for you, Sal. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, let's kick right into this because we got a lot to cover. We're going to go through all the songs. We're going to play all the songs. And we're going to have some fun. Sal, we'll start with you. Why don't you tell us what your number five is before we play it? My number five is My Queen, Britney Spears, and the song is Out From Under. Breathe you out, breathe you in. You keep coming back to tell me you're the one who could have been. And my yeah, I don't know this song, um, Sal. Tell us why it's on your list. Um, I loved this song from the first time I heard it. It's actually a remake of um, I, I cannot remember the girl's name, but she was a nobody. And she re recorded the song. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a single. It never was, and I'm kind of upset. But every time I hear this song, I think of, like, you know, one of those montages where you're just taking a stroll and kind of trying to find yourself. Yes. And uh, that's where this song would play in my movie. <laughs> oh, I, I can understand that. Joe, do you know this one? Uh, no, I've never heard that, actually. Oh, I'm surprised. I should, be, uh, I should know that. Well, I'm not surprised that Sal and her Britney song right at the top of this. I'm not surprised about that at all. So, so this is nice. So, okay, moving on, we'll go to um, go to Joe's number five. Joe, before I play it, what is your number five? Um, you know, I sent you the list. I don't have it with me. Should um, I, should I, I play it to remind you? Five. Should I play yeah, it to you? remind you? Should I play it to remind you? What was that? I'm playing it to remind you. White lips, pale face, breathing in snowflakes. All right, so Joe, what song is this? This is one of my favorites. She runs eighteen. Okay, why is it on the list? Uh, well, some some know and some don't. I went through. Uh, really bad spell for a few years and um I've been drug and the song that I kind of described the looking back and how I feel about what I saw and how close I was to uh to, to the edge there it's kind of one of the things that gets me in time you know reminds me where I am now where I was yeah I know you I, I was with you during that during some of that hard time I'm well aware of it <laughs> yeah at least I tried to be with yeah. you you know yeah Sal what do you think of this one I love this song. That's good to know. Good to know. Well, I, I actually haven't heard it in a long time. I forgot who sang this, actually, until I heard it again. It's actually nice to hear this again. So, all right. Well, for me, let me turn this off. We'll go to my number five. My number five. Um, Joe, you'll laugh at this one when you hear it. I know you will. Because of hanging out with um, me and the ex-best friend I don't mention on this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So it is um, Green Day. Nice guys, finish last. And for me, this song is on here. I did my list kind of by... um, Gener- kind of like generational thing for me and for me this goes right back to my high school years 
and um, this was kind of my anthem for the longest time. <laughs> and uh, right, Joe? You yeah, know? I remember. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it, actually, and this is some. This is a, this is something nobody nobody really knows except for like the guy that I don't mention. This is actually the first MP3 I ever downloaded when I was downloading music. Wow. Yes, the very first one. <laughs> you know, I never, you see, if it was just, you know, probably never heard this song. I don't even ever heard it elsewhere. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard this song elsewhere other than at crew events and uh, when you introduced me to this song originally. Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I don't think it was ever a single. It got played to me on a Walkman. <laughs> it got played to me off a cassette tape. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a cassette tape walkman. That's how far back I'm going with that one. Jeez. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> All right, Sal. Let's get back to you at number four. What do you got? Uh, my number four, my favorite band of all time, Bush, and it's uh, Machine Head. <laughs> This is an awesome song. <laughs> actually, you know what's funny? When I was finding this song, I actually almost put the wrong version on it. It's the second remix. I almost put the wrong version on here. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway, Sal, your favorite band? Why this song? This song just it reminds me of the 90s and growing up and just, you know, living and discovering who I was and... Oh God! It just—it takes me back, and I—I I can't believe the song is like almost twenty years old now. But I, I feel like very old with so many songs tonight. I really am. <laughs> it's, it's flashbacky right now. It really is. Yeah. Sixteen <laughs> song was one of the first CDs I ever bought. Wow! Wow! There you go. You know what's funny? Stone and Trent. Well, that good. Go ahead, Joe. Can I try again. Sixteen Stone and No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom were the first two uh, CDs I ever bought. Wow, I did not know that. Did not know yeah, that. Actually, you know what? That's funny you say that because um, that's the same for me, too. <laughs> wow, that's really crazy. <laughs> at, nobody beats, at Nobody Beats the Wiz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He said the he Wiz. The <laughs> Seriously, yeah. I haven't heard the Wiz in so long. <laughs> So I have to thank you, wow. Sal, for saying that before I took a sip of my beer, because I was about to take a sip of my beer, and I went spinning over the computer. <laughs> that <one. laughs> oh, that was great. That was a great callback. I like that. <laughs> oh, God. First, the Walkman cassettes, and now nobody beats the Wiz. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> what was that, Joe? We're having all types of flashbacks here. That's great. Seriously. By the way, regular listeners of this show, I know there's a few of them out there, are going to be like, this is the most variety of music we've ever played in one night. <laughs> All yeah, right, Joe. I'm not doubting that. My own listening is pretty variety. All right, Joe. Um, do you know your number four, or should I play it to remind you? Do it up. know it now? Yeah. All right, Joe, what song is this? Macklemore, Rock Lewis, and Same Love. 
Okay. I don't actually don't I actually don't know I don't know this song, so Go ahead, Joe, why is it on here? Um well it has got two meanings. For the most part it's actually talking about equality for marriage and gay rights and everything else, but uh, and so what got me that song is that the beginning is first the first line of the song. You know, when I was younger I thought I was gay, certain sudden about all about falling in line with people's standards and the ideas that uh, society has for everybody else and how at one point in my life when you know I, I wasn't so sure because everyone everyone else was saying not because I didn't believe it wasn't but because everyone else put ideas in my head at some point uh-huh. and, and it's powerful yeah the crew era let's also go to the crew era <laughs> no I know what you're talking about Joe um Sal any thoughts Good song, good song, uh, great message, and it takes a lot of balls for a rapper to put out a song like this. I have to actually Absolutely. listen to the song. I'm going to have to actually listen to the song. I never have to listen to it. So, Nakamura surprised a lot of people, so I'm not really surprised he would do this. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Okay, moving on, I'll go to my number four, which this is even more flashbacking than everything else we played so far. <laughs> Oh, God. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just going to play it. Everyone knows this one. I don't think I think I did an introduction on this one. Um, if it's not obvious to those, those that live under a rock that don't know this song, for whatever reason, <laughs> this is Saint Wilson Phillips' Hold On, which I'm sorry, is like an anthem, really, for my life going into growing up. <laughs> it's just a great freaking song. <laughs> and, um, every, a lot of people nowadays will hear it know it's from, what, what movie was it in Bridesmaid, right? I think so, yeah. And Howard and Kumar? But I knew this song even before Howard and Kuma. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's brighter than that. It was in the car. The extreme mix. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. So. <laughs> I, I, I told you. Maybe you went there. <laughs> Flashbacky. Flashbacky. And no, Joe, I'm not gonna. This is for Joe. Joe, I'm not gonna play. I'm um, girl. Just wanna have fun. Just because we plastered in, our, in the car a lot. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Alright. <laughs> go for it. Number three, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yo. Uh, now I wanna hear girls just wanna have fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three is um a, <laughs> a relatively unknown artist. Um she's from Australia. And I remember the first time I heard the song, I fell in love with it instantly. Um, the song is called Lost Without You by Delta Goodrum. I know I can be a little stubborn sometimes. Oh, now I get it. and <laughs> to <laughs> I can help myself. <laughs> it's the beer, I swear. Sal wants to have a little something for. This is my quintessential breakup song. 
I always turn to it. It makes me feel good. <laughs> well, that sentence is weird, but I'll go with it. Uh, <laughs> Joe, thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I've never heard before from the tablet. Neither have I. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I never heard. I never heard about it until you told me about it, like yesterday. <laughs> no clue. Well, you know my obsession with Australia, so I have to keep up with the Australian pop. Well, I also know you always give me some good music that I never heard of, so I'm not surprised yeah. by this at all. Well, that's what happens when you work in a music retail store for 11 years. This is true. This is very, <clears> very true. <throat> I'm actually going to listen. A couple of songs I've listened to later on. I like some of these songs. All right, Joe. Should I play it again here? Yep, cue it up. I know this song. <laughs> I would hope so. We were both young when I first saw Joe? Yeah, this is my Taylor Swift song in the competition here. Did <laughs> <laughs> you actually mean Tammy's song for uh, we were talking about for a wedding? Uh, we actually have a wedding. That's actually cute. Okay, that's cute. But uh, so we got it's tough to dance to, which is what we were a little worried about. But it, it really is like our story and how how we met years ago in middle school and lost touch for years and got back together and vice versa and all the tributes and tribulations and whatnot. And hey, it works. It, it's a really yeah. It yeah, as Taylor Swift as I am, Taylor Swifted as I am out around here, because country radio and all, I hear way too much Taylor Swift. But this <laughs> yeah. is a great song. I can't argue that. Sal, comment. No, I agree. I think this is a cute song. All right, cool. Yeah, I, I'm so Taylor Swifted out, but I think we've only played like one Taylor Swift song on this show before. <laughs> for tonight. Yeah. And that was my pick. <laughs> yeah, that was your pick. I've, I, I've never requested a Taylor Swift song on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's not going to change, by the way, tonight, because none of them got here Taylor Swift. Don't worry. All right. Um, next up is actually from my favorite. Is it, my, no one should be shocked I have a song from a musical on this list. <laughs> but this is actually from my one of my all-time favorites and my and the only Broadway show I've seen more than twice. <laughs> it is from Rent. And it is um what you own. This song has actually kind of been my anthem forever. <laughs> I love this fucking song. I always have. I'm actually playing the movie version because I just like this version anyway. But, um... No, I actually saw this live. I'm trying to perform to sing this song live at the Today Show. Nice. It's in 2004, so that was fun. But, um, I don't think anyone should be surprised that I put a song from Rent on here. <laughs> it was just deciding which one. What was that, Joe? Not surprised. Yeah, it was just deciding which one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I went with the one that means a lot to me, and this song always always meant a lot to me. So, any comments from either one of you guys? 
Uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a huge Red fan. I, I love the, I love the movie too. I never got to see it live, so I, I don't have the same musical thing to go by. But I love that song too. I, I've seen it live four times. I saw the Broadway musical four times. So nice, nice. So and I went to see the, when they had we were on the Today Show, right when they were first first announced they're doing the movie. They first announced it, and they were at the Today Show. So I went. and ended up getting a picture with Tracy Toms and Indina Menzel autograph. So nice, nice. So there you go. Yeah, that was definitely. And also sang. I think they also sang "Seasons of Love" that night too. And they did um, "Take Me or Leave Me" as well. So that was a fun night, fun morning. That was a very fun morning. <laughs> so all right. Um, Sal, we just. Um, I know you just changed this up. Which yes, I, I was did. actually kind of surprised. I honestly, be honest with you, I'm very shocked this song was on there, but until about five minutes ago. So I'll let you have this one. <laughs> what do we got? Um, uh, this is a song when I am just mad at the world and people just piss me off. I like to uh, listen to this. It's Michael Jackson's Leave Me Alone. <laughs> known as the fuck you song on the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked none of us really have one except for this one. So there you go. <laughs> so, so I think my fuck you song just didn't make this list because I wanted to be more sentimental. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm always pissed off at something or someone, so this is appropriate for me. Okay, no, make a note now. We have to do a list of like pissed off songs one morning. We have to do that sometime in the fall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just because. And you know what? I'll include this one and that one, too. <laughs> of course you will. Remind me of that in the fall. When we get to the okay. fall. I don't have my tablet up here to make a note. So remind me. <laughs> I'm going to listen back to this, I'll remember. <laughs> I'll leave this edited in so that I remember. All right. Uh, <laughs> Joe, do you remember your number two or not? Cue it up, big boy. Nearly took the house down with it. Yeah, now Rascal she's in a Yes, this is a good song. Yeah. I love Rascal yeah. Flatts, so. Uh, well, I mean, this is our personal song for me because it, 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 my, my grandmother passed away from Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's disease. So the beginning part originally reminded me of my grandmother. And my grandfather actually just passed away this past last few months ago. And yeah, this song has gotten a lot of play time, I asked. Wow. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I fully understand, you know? So, yeah, this is one of those songs in the middle of the night when you're thinking of him. This is one of those songs I put on a lot. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Um, you saw them in concert, right? Yes, I just saw them in concert uh, last month. How was, how was it? How was it? I about to say, how was it? They, they played the entire catalog from A to Z from the beginning to the end. They didn't just do new songs. They did everything. Nice. Every hit, every single... 
It, it was it was the best concert I've been to in a long time. That's fantastic to hear. Yeah, I, we 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 even we had you on the schedule to come on the show so many times this summer for concert stuff, and we just never worked out. You know? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Well. Tammy was working nights. I was working days. It was just one of those spring things that I couldn't get here for. It moment. happens. It happens. It's no big deal. Things happen. We, we, yeah. It, yeah. Well, this is a great song. So, all right. Um. Well, I'll go to my number two, which is a song that pretty much I still li- I listen to all the time. Still, this is a more recent. This is actually one of our more recent songs on here. To be honest with you, and it, it's actually gotten me through a lot in the last few years. It is um Chris Young. Voices. You could say I'm a little bit crazy. You could call me insane. Walking around with all these whispers, running around here in my brain. Yeah, this has been like my anthem for the last like two or three years. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, it's a real good song. It, it really hits home for me, so that's why I really like it. <laughs> um, so I'll comment. Great song, absolutely great song. Yeah, it hits home. It really does. It's what I needed, actually, when I was going through a lot of issues the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, I still blast this all the time. I might sing this tomorrow night, but I'm gonna karaoke actually. When I karaoke songs. Hey. What? What, Joe? I said nice. I haven't oh, been to forever. Okay. I, I, I'm going tomorrow night with uh, Mandy and a couple of friends. So, <laughs> all right. Um, let's get right into this, Sal. Well, actually, you want to do number one or do honor mentions first, Sal? Um, yeah, you know what? Let's save the number ones. Okay, we'll do, that. We'll do your honorable mentions first. We'll go through them. What's um, going order then, Sal? We, Sal? All right. What do you got first? All right. My first honorable mention is the side project of Gavin Rosdale. Uh, the band is called Institute, and the song is Bulletproof Skin. I feel like we're doing your actual music show. <laughs> 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 it's not like details. <laughs> cool to disappear, I missed you This song was on your top eye at one point yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Why did it? Why, why did it get on there? And why did it get bumped? Um, you know what? I, I, God, it was just so hard. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> get off my back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get off your back, Upstart. What's your next one on your honorable mentions? Um, the next <laughs> one was the song that we played. We played uh, a song that we played while waiting for Joe. Yeah, we played this during pre-show. <laughs> We were having fun uh, during pre-show. So once you hear this song, you'll understand we were having fun during the pre-show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just play the it. Movie version. Oh, just play it. It's the, he'll yeah, just, he'll just play. play it. I'm not even gonna. Yeah, just play it. Hey there, teenage Baltimore! Don't change that channel because it's time for the Corny Collins Show. Brought to you by Ultra Clutch Hairspray. <laughs> explain, go ahead. You explained this to me earlier, but explain it again. 
This movie makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joe, I was telling Blake if if there was you know if there was a movie of my life, I would want a montage. Uh, dream, dream sequence of me playing Corny Collins because that was a dream role of mine in Hairspray. <laughs> oh, if I don't stop, I'm going to start singing along, so let's move on. <laughs> okay, what's your next one, Sal? <laughs> this is another silly song. Of course um, it is. Why not? It's, it's from a Nickelodeon soundtrack um it's victoria <laughs> justice and the song is my best friend's brother when i know he's at home i jump out of my skin when he picks up the phone why can't i tell if he's looking at me really now <laughs> I, I like it <laughs> why am i not surprised joe <laughs> We were all sentimental for the last like half hour. That's totally Molly Farrah kind of flashback type of song. <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's move on. So that your next one, Sal. What do you got? Uh my next one is um just my all-time favorite so far. Uh Zach Brown band's colder weather. I'm actually surprised this is the Zach Brown band song you chose. Yeah. I, I do love Zach Brown Band as well. So you, oh, Sal, you saw them in concert. What were they like in concert? Oh, amazing! Oh my God! And the tailgate, we were we were drunk at like 10 a.m. already. What is it, Zach Brown Band or the Jets? What? what? <laughs> I think I love Joe on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I only played for three at the uh, Keith Urban, not Keith Urban, at a Toby Keith concert, but... <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let's get to the next one. Finish up your honorable mentions. <laughs> what song are we playing here? This is Daughtry Over You. To build me up and tear me down. And why is this one on here, Zal? It's just, it's one of those songs that you can interpret many different ways, and uh, it's just a personal song for me. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Let's go to Joe's honorable mentions. Um, do you know it all at all, Joe, or should it play uh, for this, you? This one I have no idea. Definitely. Go ahead. Just okay. it up. It's good to know you're prepared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Last of last. I'm moving on. Okay. Why is this one out here, Joe? I love this song. Joe? Yeah. Why is this one on here? That's my one of the first country band, like country songs I've ever heard in my life that I just fell in love with them. Yeah, I remember you hated country music. I remember you hated country music for the longest time. This is the song that got you to turn around on country music. Yeah, this song and uh, Blake Shelton, the, the, two, the two group, that's uh, Rapper Platt and Blake Shelton. And that was the first song I had ever heard. Okay, that makes sense. All right, um, next up, we're saying country. And we're getting sad, apparently. <laughs> oh, God, you're gone. What song is this one, Joe? Uh, I'll Wait for You by Joe Nichols. Thanks for bringing us down again. All right, this- <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to skip it because I know we're going to cry again later, so we'll skip this. Move on. <laughs> hey, 
Oh my god, this is why we don't play Taylor Swift on our show. This is why we don't play Taylor Swift on our show. Uh, so, okay, explain this one. Joe, <laughs> did I lose you? What's up? What, explain, yeah, this I'm one. Here. explain this one. <laughs> um, it's just. It's just another thing with Tammy. She's, Tammy's a huge fan, so it's one of the things we listen oh, to a lot. That makes sense. All right, we'll move on to a band that I'm not surprised at all is on this list. If she's ever in town, it's one of those things where if I don't take her to the concert, I'm going to be shot. Oh, well, I'm going to I'm going to jump to a band I'm not surprised to here. So, Spice Girls Mama? This is um, Spice Girls Mama. Why am I not surprised that Spice, Spice Girls, Girls is on here? This is Spice Girls is on well, here. It, it, it has two meanings here. It's perfect. You know, I, mean, I, I was trying to figure out which Spice Girls song to put on in here because obviously it was the hugest fan. Of course, really. And uh, that song really is a song I was going to play at the wedding when I danced with my mom. Oh, that's just too sweet, actually. Okay. That's actually really sweet. So, all right. Um, let's get to your last auto mention. I haven't heard this song in years. <laughs> hey, four non-blondes, what's up? Yeah, I have not heard this song in years. <laughs> it, it, it's a song that reminds me of my mom when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Her struggles and whatnot. And it's just a song that I remember she used to blast when I was really young. And it, it's something that's always made my playlist ever since. That makes sense. That makes sense. Good song. All right. I love the song. All right, let me get to my honorable mentions, and we'll wrap up this with our number one. So my honorable mentions. Why is it when I want to play this song, it never plays? <laughs> I have the same problem with this song every single time I want to play it. Well, that's exactly why. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just realized that I'm talking off mic. Um, let me play the other. I, I actually have a second version of this song, so that's not a problem. It's um, Loser Like Me from Glee. And um, I, I love I, I, this is just a great song. <laughs> I love this song. I, I, I almost wish this song was out when we were in high school. I really do. <laughs> so, all right, moving on. My next one is um, Montgomery Gentry. Back when I knew when I knew it all. I, this is a, this song is just awesome. <laughs> There's no, no other word for it. Um, any comment, Joe? Joe, I lose you. Yeah. Any comments on this one? Yeah, I like it. Okay. Sal. Good song. Good song. All right. My next one will bring back some memories, especially for well, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> You're telling yeah. me, Joe, we're gonna get through this entire list out here in the song? Yeah. Honestly? Did you think you were gonna get through the entire night while hearing this? 
Yeah, I guess I should put one past you there. Yeah, of course. This is Dr. Friends of Ford. Dean Warwick and Friends. Oh, yeah. I, I know I hear Joe about to start crying, so I'll go to the next song. <laughs> Thanks. This is a song that's kind of unknown to really anybody that doesn't know this one. This is actually um, from Shrek the Musical. And it's um, Who I'd Be. And it's this one just like, I, I like this. I'd this is be great. a hero with sword and armor clashing, looking semi-dashing, a shield I, I, within my grip. I'm always, it's always been that uh, I am the Shrek to Mandy's Fiona, and this song is pretty much just me when I listen to it. So, and I'm um, finally, um, I know you probably don't know this song, so I'm not going to even gonna continue. <laughs> and finally, a late addition to this list, it's um, Lifehouse. Whatever it takes. The song actually closed off last week's show. Two weeks ago show, I mean. And, um, yeah, this is just, it's home now, this one. So, and it sounds like we're going to lose Joe in a second. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we still got you there? All right. Sal, what is your number one song that would be on the soundtrack of your life? Um, one of my personal favorites. It's uh, the Wreckers, and the song's called Cigarettes. shocked it took us so long to play a Michelle Brand song on this show. <laughs> um, so why is, this your, why is this your number one? It's just, it's that song that I just, I can listen to and I'm driving my car and just nothing else matters. That makes sense. That makes sense to me. This is a great song. Can't argue that. Joe, any comments? Yeah, I love, well, I don't know this song, but I, I love the record. I had it with a huge family when she first came out with the first week Okay. All right. Well, Joe, it's your turn. I'm guarantee you remember your number one song, right? No, cue it up. You want me to cue it up? Okay. Hi. Right. Yep. Cue right. it up. All right. When a single mom goes out on a date with somebody new It always winds up feeling more like a job interview My mama used to wonder if she'd ever yeah. meet someone Isn't that a new favorite of mine? Uh, honestly, I can't even tell the name of the song off the top of my head It's yeah, um, something Cammy played for me a few weeks back It's on Brad Paisley, He Didn't Have to Be Right. Yeah, it, it, the message is obviously towards the kids. Is I, all the stuff I had to go through with diapers and getting going to rehab and everything else and taking care of the kids and, and becoming a full-time father. It's a song that I, I, on Father's Day, she played this for me, and I broke down crying. Yeah, I started down the list. Yeah, Joe, when I started down the list, I'm like, this is perfect for you. This is absolutely perfect. Yeah. This is, I couldn't think of a better one for you at all. <laughs> 
So yeah, I, I, I had never heard the song up until then either. And I, I couldn't believe it. It was such a perfect song. It was. I, if I did, it, 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 it if I knew you didn't know this song, I would have sent it to you a long time ago. Because this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, Sal, comments? Ah, I love him. He's uh, Every song he does is great. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is a great song. I can't argue that. Yeah, I can see what it could fit home for you, Joe. Yeah. All right. And my number one is, um, I'm going to say right now, a dedication to my lovely wife. Because it is the song that was played at, when we redid our vows in Las Vegas. And it is Train. Marry me. Forever could never be long enough for me. I feel like I've had long enough with you. Forget the world. Now. I, I'm- Mandy played this song for me right when we were trying to figure out songs we wanted to play for the the vows in um, Vegas, and I fell in love with this song immediately because it fits so well for us, and it's just a great song. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. And Mandy loves Train at all, so, and actually, I have to say they're a great life, except she doesn't remember half the lyrics of the song most of the time. But <laughs> this is just a great oh, yeah, song. He forgets to take pictures of people as well. But he did bring Mandy up on stage. <laughs> he did bring Mandy up on stage, though. <laughs> so that was cool. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I got video of it. It's up on, um, it's somewhere on YouTube. It's, I, mean, I found it on YouTube, of all places. Someone videotaped it and put it on YouTube. <laughs> and um, she sang You Don't Stop Believing on stage with Pat Monahan. That was pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, but, but, hey, quick story. Dude, don't stop believing. One of the easiest songs to know, right? Mm-hmm. Right, guys, both of you, right? Yeah. Do you need the yeah, lyrics? Yeah. Do you need the lyrics written on the stage for you? I would hope not. He did. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Manny told me that That's story. Awful. Manny told me that story. <laughs> so, all right. That's um. That is our list, and this was actually a lot of fun, I have to say. Yes. Um, I had a blast. A lot of reminiscing. Yes. And, um, Joe, thanks for joining us tonight. Anytime. So, um, Joe, we're going to let you go, and we're going to wrap up the show. So, um, thanks for coming on, and we'll get you back on another time. Thank you, brothers. See you later. Bye, Sal. Bye, Joe. See you later. I love you. So, um, we'll wrap up the show, shall we? Yeah. What are we going out with? This is the new Miley Cyrus song, and it is called "We Can't Stop." Well, that's 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 a fitting ending to this show. Um, <laughs> one of the weirdest varieties of songs ever on this show. So let me wrap up. That's the show. As always, you can find us on Facebook by liking the Blake and Sal Show fan page. Go to the website, blakeandsal.blogspot.com. Follow the show on Twitter, at Blake and Sal Show. And, of course, on iTunes and on Stitcher, subscribe, rate, and review. Go do it now. If you're listening to the show, go do it now. Please. Next do it now or I will hunt you down and kick your ass. I'd believe him, people. I would. Um, <laughs> next week. We have a huge show planned. 
we will have a panel to preview WWE SummerSlam with Kurt Hoffman from Pro Wrestling Torch coming back. Sounds like a fun one, right, 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 Sal? Yes, sir. All right. So, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Riley21106 and Sal at Icon, I-K-O-N underscore 44. Till next week, on behalf of Joe, I'm Blake. And I'm Sal. And you've been listening to the Blake and Sal Show. Have a good night, everyone. Remember only God could judge ya Forget the haters Cause somebody loves ya And everyone in line in the bathroom Trying to get a line in the bathroom For more information on our show Including where you can find us on social media Or watch the show on YouTube Go to theblakeandsaleshow.com Don't forget to comment or leave a rating and review And we will read it on the show Thank you so very much Goodbye, mwah, and good night. Bye-bye, bitch.